It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. Hi, I'm Pete Hammond. And I'm Dominic Patton. And this is the Deadline Podcast TV Talk. So today we're going to be discussing something that really is underlining all our discussions, which is the sheer density of TV content that is available now and how voters and viewers deal with it going into this Emmy season. We're also going to talk about some of the contenders for best actor in a limited series or movie. Plus, you're going to hear bits of interviews that Pete did with Emmy contender and Oscar winner. And I feel like we should have a trumpet going off here. (laughs) Nicole Kidman. Love her. And that was a great interview you did. (laughs) That was a great interview. She was fun and and, and very honest and open. And uh, yeah, we did two parts on that. Uh, And Big Little Lies. I mean, you know, the thing about Big Little Lies, I think that some people don't give her and Reese credit for is not only were they the leads in a great ensemble, they were producers on it. They and, put that yeah. package together. As in many Nicole ways. said, she yeah. got the book option. She went to the author. She had guaranteed it if she gave them the option, they'd get it made, and they did. And uh, and it looks like they're going to continue on with this, you know. And it was interesting to hear Nicole talk about television. Well, you know, we're going to hear you guys talk about all that. I know, later but I want to get into our big first subject, which is going to be the uh, level of TV content and how much of it there is. I and, don't, you know, I I feel that the word we used, I used earlier, density, yeah. is incorrect. Yeah, there's a there's a it, this is. This is this is greater than density. This yeah. is like this is like density when you talk about bits of coal in the ground that are crushed to the point where they become diamonds. <laughs> because that's what's happening here. Well, isn't it because as I was mentioning, Nicole Kidman, people like her, big stars, Reese Witherspoon, um, all of these people that are doing television now, a television is going to them and they're creating shows for them and, and big opportunities for them. And these people never did television but that's before. Been, but that's been the case now for several years. Yes. I mean, that, that's, so that's, that's not new. And Nicole Kidman did do TV before when she was in uh, that uh, Hemingway, Hemingway yeah. series she for did HBO. She an HBO movie. Yeah. So, I mean, that that's not new news. What, what, is to, what is to me is, you know, and, and John Langraff has, has turned a cottage yes. industry. Into Off talking that one about quote. this, yeah, for like <laughs> what four years now, like going on and on. A about very two, famous two, two, quote, which is amazing when he's talking about there being too much TV because. I don't know if you've watched FX lately, but a lot of that too much TV is on FX. That's true. And all power to them because from Atlanta to Better Things to Legion to just tons and tons of stuff, great television coming out of FX. The problem is... and this FX, is, by the way, had so much TV, they had to create FXX. Exactly. So you could watch FX. Because, because the thing and is, when you're done with that, if you ever finish watching all of it, you go to FXX and there's a whole other thing. And there's an app as well. I mean, <laughs> you know, you certainly are in... in in the realm of plethora of riches when yes. you get to say oh it's always sunny in Philadelphia this veteran upon veteran running comedy we're yeah. going to move you over to our other channel because right. we've got, <laughs> we need the room yes so but to all that you know in this Emmy season, and we, we both joked about it, about there being so many screeners showing right. up and so, so many things, and whoever watches it all and who doesn't and how does the whole process work and do people fake their way through if they know someone, et cetera, et cetera. But the idea is, is at some point you have to say, you know, how do you start to disseminate this? Now, yeah. I would say, 
because nothing says says oneself like talking about oneself, is you turn to a TV critic like me and you say, oh, well, I'm going to watch that because Dominic recommended it. I'm not going to watch that because he says that's crap. But the reality is, is TV criticism and TV reviews belong in a certain context, like movie reviews that you do. Yes. And people watch what they watch. Right. So how do you, how do you make sense of this? Well, it's, it's, it's hard, but it's, it's the overwhelmingness of it for me when I look at it and I get all these things. And then just trying to decide what to watch on television. You know, I have a problem. I come home, I said, I'm going to watch something. And then I look at all the stuff I've got piled up and I can't decide. So I go and watch the match game. You know, it's it's like I can't decide. That is not a bad thing, my friend. <laughs> I will I tell you. I can't decide. It's a sickness. But I can't decide what to watch. Well, it is a sickness we both share because I have to tell you, in sometimes when <laughs> I have to deal with the with the 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 great wall of TV reviews that yeah. need to be done, beat Shazam looks pretty good. <laughs> It's, I know, it's like so overwhelming, the choices, and maybe we have too much choice. Landgraf is onto it, even though he doesn't practice what he preaches, but, uh, Oh, you know. you've been to Hollywood, right? <laughs> you know this. He keeps putting on content and keeps putting on shows, uh, as does everybody. And the other problem is we keep coming up with new ways in this newfangled world we live in, new ways to um, program these shows. There's but these things I've never heard. It's not programming. It's, it's, it's broadcast, cable, streaming, and then everything is on your phone I watch now. people on talk shows, and they, they talk about this show, and I said, wow, this sounds like a great sitcom. It's really good, really good people. And then I wait and say, well, what's it on, CBS? Yeah, find me on Pop. What the hell is Pop? But you have, all those, you, you have all those channels. I don't know. I can't even take the time to go through the direct TV Yeah, but channel that's because list. you don't even know that the fact that you actually pay for like 14 golf channels that you never watch. I, and cetera, there's like 20 Showtimes and 33 exactly. HBOs. And they're all of these things. And you, and you go and you go and you go and you go like, what, what is good? What is good? What is good? How do we know what we want to watch? And is there, the, the, the key question is, is it just too much? Is this a society that's living with too much, too much food to eat, to stuff their stomachs with? That's why we're so fat in this country and things like that. Too much television to watch. Too much of everything. But I'm many... positively svelte and slender. I don't have a <laughs> problem for me. I think you're, 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 you are shooting your cannon in the right direction, but at the wrong target. Oh, I, it is, TV it, is it not is, the target. It, well, it partially is TV, okay. but it is actually, as you said, it is the it is the 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 illness, sickness, and 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 birth of, of opportunity of American capitalism. Yeah. In many ways, this is all personified, in my opinion, in Jeff Bezos. Because Jeff Bezos, to his credit, with Amazon, which went from the bookstore to the everything store to the everything, everything, yes. with their businesses in databases, Washington Post, et cetera, et cetera, and everything else. The idea is that they, there is everything you want and you just need to find it and you will find it the way you want to find it. So you can get it by Prime or you can get it at this discount. Yeah. That's what televisions become. Prime, Te Super Prime, yeah. all these Primes. Optimus Prime. So that's what, <laughs> that's what televisions become. And you find yourself trying to find the way to watch it. What Netflix too? Exactly. Gasp, and so, not just in the um, television side of Netflix, but at the produced by conference when Ted Sarandos was talking with Jerry Seinfeld, you know, and he mentioned that they have forty feature films in development that they're going to go ahead and produce, and the audience gasped. That is a isn't huge that like, number. Isn't that two major studios put together? Oh, at least, and it's yeah. even some of the major studios have gone well, well beyond um, twenty a year, well beyond, uh, well, well below, below that. And hi, um, Paramount. How are you? You know, <laughs> and so so Netflix is like pouring all this content in, both on you know for for so-called feature films, even though they're running them like they're on television, and uh, and TV content now. 
they finally just canceled a couple of shows, and it seemed like the industry was stunned. Well, it was also <laughs> it was also because Netflix has canceled shows before, or, or shows have met their Why end. Why are they getting so much attention? Well, though? I mean, because of the shows they were. I mean, Bloodline is, has met its end now at the end of season three, and there are other shows on Netflix that met their end. Well, but that the, well, the, and series the, of unfortunate but, events is designed for three but seasons. But the Get but. Down and um, the Get Down and Sensate were. They were blockbusters masquerading as television shows, and I uh -huh. think that the end of them and the, their stories were left un, unresolved. By the way, yeah, the, the end of them showed that there was a, as Reed Hastings put, they needed to start maybe canceling such things. Yeah. So, yeah, to that end, Pete and I are obviously in the role of grumpy old men who feel there's too much <laughs> TV out there. But it's a, it's a question I think is worth having. I do too. There's also worth having is a word from our sponsor. This week's episode is brought to you by the critically acclaimed drama Queen Sugar from Oscar-nominated filmmaker Ava DuVernay, executive producer Oprah Winfrey, and Warner Horizon scripted television for OWN. Variety says Queen Sugar is visually stunning. Essence raves that it is gorgeous in its honesty, and TV Guide magazine calls it powerful for your Emmy consideration in all categories. And while you might think there is too much good TV out there, let's emphasize the good TV. Pete sat down recently with Academy Award-winning actress and current Emmy contender Nicole Kidman for a discussion about her long career and taking on the challenging role of Celeste in Big Little Lies for HBO. It is so interesting, the character there, especially the scenes with the therapist where you see her go through all these different moods and things where she's finally starting to... Her story's starting to crumble a little bit, and, and yeah, mm. every time Alexander Skarsgård, who's fantastic in fantastic. this, and was her, such a great um, uh, partner, I was going to say great husband, <laughs> such a great husband, a little bit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but was a great acting partner yeah. in terms of being willing to go anywhere um, to tell the truth of the relationship, and we were very, very. Um, committed and tight in the senses as actors to each other to um, to delve into the depths of what the relationship was as as damaged as it is and as toxic as it is as um, compelling and addicted to each other and also the desire to stay together for the sake of the family and all of those I mean it's a very very complicated um, storyline yeah. And, and Jean-Marc was fantastic, as was David, because they, they did not shy away from any of the complexity of it. No, and, and complex, is, complex is the word mm. for it. I mean, this character, Celeste, you, you really see, rarely do you see this in movies, too, a, 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 a role like this, where you really get to explore a character in all of all the things that happened mm. to her. And, boy, physically, too. Did, were there bruises and things? Or, yeah. You know? I don't I watched the show. My neck. Yeah. <laughs> my, my neck would be really, really sort of sore because, you know, he was very, um, uh, he would grab my neck a lot. And, and, you know, there was a lot of, it's, it's hard sitting as a, I, when I, it's, it's the hardest role to be interviewed about this role because I never want to um, say too much because I want people to take away what they do from it. But it's a very important issue as well because it is, it's, domestic abuse yeah. and it's um, very sad and it's very um, and there's an enormous amount of shame attached to it and there's um, pride and there's so many different things and there's also protection of a family 
So, and I really kind of came into her skin and so rarely am I someone that goes, oh, I can't answer that, but I find myself sort of stumbling through answers wow. trying to talk about, yeah. As an actor, do you take this stuff mm. home with you? Like, do you go home to Keith and, you know? I would go home and cry. Is that right? Yeah. Wow. And he was, I was very fortunate because I have a husband who's creative, um, but he would be like, whoa, he didn't know what was really going on mm-hmm. on set and, you know, he doesn't read the scripts or anything, so he, he would just see me. But there was one point when I came back, my back was just covered in bruises. I mean, deep, deep bruises. And he was like, i got to take a photo of this. This is like uh, unbelievable. And I'm like, no, 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 because I didn't want to see it. But you know, you can't see your own back. So right. I'd be trying to see in the mirror and he was like, this is appalling, what's... But, you know, this is, I, I don't have sometimes, I'm, I'm not a good person to teach acting because I blur boundaries at times in terms of, I get in it and I'm not quite sure how to get out of it. So when I'm in it, I'm like, oh, and then I step out and I come home and I'm, I was deeply disturbed. Wow. But so, that's okay, I think, because it, it's the nature of that story. Whenever I've talked to you before, and whenever I've written about you, I use the same word over and over, risk. I don't know of any actor, actress that takes so many in a role, and I, I don't know if that's on purpose, that to interest you, to challenge you every time, but you look at your filmography. And I am schizophrenic. <laughs> <laughs> but. It's, fear, it's fearless, fearless choices. And it's not fearless, because yeah. there's an enormous amount of fear um, <laughs> at times, but it's uh, curious, and I want to, I'm always interested in exploring human nature and human, the human condition, and I actually feel safer and closer in the world when I do that, if that makes sense. Really? Yeah. Oh. Playing Celeste made me feel closer to women, yeah. makes me a part of the world, and um, gives me more understanding, um, and I'm fascinated, obviously, with with or directors who have very, very strong visions, and is, and are very bold and powerful in their storytelling and their filmmaking. These so were, they always entail characters that are usually pretty um, strange. I mean, but yeah, and, and I love directors, and I love acting. I love acting. When you work with these directors, you've worked with just this amazing list of world-class directors, obviously Stanley Kubrick, Park Chan-wook, Chan- yeah. um, Lars von Chan- Trier, yeah. <laughs> yeah. on and on and on. You look at that Jane. list. Yes. Yeah. What is it? Do you look at the director first? Do you look at the role first? Is it a combination? How do you choose here? I'm so random. Yeah. I, I would love to say that I have this really sort of decisive way of working and making decisions and I am just completely random and spontaneous. If I feel it, I do it. If there's something in the story that I love, if there's a director that I just love, then I I don't even need to read the script. What do you need me to do? I mean, I'm that. I'll do favors for friends. I'm like, (laughs) I'm so, um, but that's how I work, you know. I'm like, okay. And I like that it to take some of the weight off it because artistically I, I want to explore things. I want to fail at times because I need to fail to get back up again um, and to not be f- afraid, yeah. if that makes sense. And so when I went in, I did a play in London, I was terrified, absolutely like stage fright that was, 
Um, but it felt amazing to get through it and then to tell the story of Rosalind Franklin, who was the scientist that I was playing at the time. Oh, yeah. So the purpose of that was like, oh. This week's episode is brought to you by the critically acclaimed drama, Queen Sugar. From Oscar-nominated filmmaker Ava DuVernay, executive producer Oprah Winfrey, and Warner Horizon scripted television for OWN. Variety says Queen Sugar is visually stunning. Essence raves that it is gorgeous in its honesty, and TV Guide magazine calls it powerful for your Emmy consideration in all categories. So now we're gonna get back into our Emmy phase of things, and of course Emmy voting. Best actor in a limited series or a movie. Now last year's winner was Courtney B. Vance, well, well deserved for The People vs. O.J. Simpson, American Crime Story, where he of course played Mr. Johnny Cochran. That will not be repeated this year because it's not being repeated this year. But there are many, many people who I think this year are going to be in a very unique place. And let's just talk about a few of them. Yeah. Ewan McGregor for Fargo, where he do does double duty. John Turturro for The Night Of. Jeffrey Rush for Genius. Jeffrey Rush, of course, playing Albert Einstein in the first uh, iteration of Genius. Benedict Cumberbatch for Sherlock. But what are a few others? Yeah, well, we have Jude Law and The Young Pope, which is, uh, you know, quite a show. It's a very expensive show on HBO and uh, one that got a lot of attention. And, and Jude Law, you see, you see people like Jude Law and Ewan McGregor coming into uh, television. Robert De Niro. Robert De Niro, who uh, is uh, terrific, by the way, in this movie he did, uh, The Wizard of Lies. Bernie Madoff. Which is about Bernie Madoff and it followed Richard Dreyfuss's movie of a few months ago. Uh, yeah, well, that wasn't, that wasn't a movie. That was like a two-parter two or three-parter on ABC. On ABC, but nevertheless Not so excellent. had got there first. But, you know, sometimes being first isn't always optimum. But though I we, think, don't, we don't believe that at Deadline.com, though we're just saying that. <laughs> no, we do. But uh, we believe in being right. Um, I believe in being right and first. Yes, yes. Uh, if that's possible to do both. I want to make the internet great again. Yes, well, <laughs> good luck. Robert De Niro, I thought, was terrific. And I think because he's Robert De Niro... And as to my knowledge, has never won an Emmy. Um, rarely, I can I never talk about him in terms of the Emmy races or things. Do you know something that may happen this year? Actually, we yeah. may have a new member of the EGOT crowd. Do you realize that with John Legend? Uh, John, Le if yeah, John Legend that, gets yeah. if Underground get nominated, which he is yeah. a producer oh, on, God, oh, or which I mean, I don't, think, <laughs> I don't think, yes, wait, this this is our this is our designated 39, 39 to ninety nine seconds talking about Underground. Um, the battle continues. Um, That's right. If he gets nominated, he's a producer. He also played Frederick Douglass on it, but he's not going to get yeah. nominated for that. Yeah, yeah. But if he gets not, if the show gets nominated as a producer, he will be. He will join those hallowed, hallowed halls of four winner, four winners. That's interesting. You know, and there's you know another a musician who's trying to win that Emmy. Interesting. There are some people that are just trying to win an Emmy, believe it or not, and can't, um, which is really shocking. Alan Menken who uh, won Oscars, Grammys, Tonys, great composer, has been nominated. He keeps writing songs for TV, keeps getting nominated in that song for uh, most recently, Galavan, I think he did. But um, uh, these different uh, songs, and he keeps losing in the well, Emmys. I, I, a personal campaign, because, because yeah. I'm campaigning for Underground, I will say, yeah. do Alan Menken a solid Emmy yeah. voters. All right. Yeah, definitely time. But that he's not up, and neither is um, uh, a John Legend for Best Actor but let, in but let's, but let's look at, but he was interesting. But Robert De Niro could be, uh, you know, well, a real contender I think here. this is, I mean, also, let's remember, this is, of course, as we have brought up time and time again, is Game of Thrones is not a player on this, so that's not going to be an issue at all. But, but it's but, not a, you know, it's not a limited series but either. But HBO... 
I'm segueing. Oh, with okay. Me, okay. All right. Yes. HBO, however, yeah. is dominating this category with the Night of, The Wizard of Lies, The Young Pope, The Night of again. I mean, I just feel like they've got it. They've got it. But watch out for little Benedict Cumberbatch again with Sherlock. He's won this before. He stole it from some real contenders. That too. was actually a huge surprise. Yes. That was a borderline Because yeah. Emmy voters tend to be British snobs and uh, they go for the Brits and he's the one. And so he keeps popping up here in uh, Sherlock, and I would not uh, count him out here as being the spoiler. And also, I have to mention a previous winner in this category is back to win his second, and that's Jeffrey Rush uh, in Genius. Yeah. And he's terrific. We did an actor's side with him. He's well-loved, and he is, boy, he looks well, like, I, and, I, yeah, and he I mean, seems like he's Albert Einstein. Although he's only in the pilot or the first episode, and then he doesn't come back. Yeah, for I mean, that's, a, that's the thing. I feel I, there were, I feel that some people felt, and I know that I, some of the response I got to my review of, of Genius was about this, is people felt they were they were duped a little bit there. They thought there yeah. was going to be a lot more Jeffrey Rush. Right. And, and I mean, one person said to me, it kind of, he felt like it had been a Judy Dench move here. Like, yeah. like not really the star, kind of the star. Right? Yeah, sort well, this is where episode submissions uh, uh, come in very strongly, yeah. because if you're not aware of that, and you didn't watch the whole thing, but you did watch what they submitted, Admitted, uh, then Jeffrey Rush is the star of genius. He is the genius and gets away with that. But nevertheless, um, it's a terrific performance and it is a limited series. So it's not like he has to be in everything. But yeah, it was I, I, that was somewhat controversial in terms of uh, how his role was I, I just, marketed. You know, I think it's going to be very interesting to watch the way this one plays out because I honestly feel. You know, we, we've talked about it before, and we've talked about how how big movie stars come to the small screen now. Yeah, I really feel like it's kind of hard to get in front of Robert De Niro. I think so too. And 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 you have two terrific actors, by the way, Riz Ahmed and John Turturro, who's out of the De Niro, you know, club. Well, and also, uh, let's and, say but they're R in the same show. Riz is in the night of, and and he is fantastic. Both of them fantastic. Are. And on any other yeah. year, if Robert De Niro was not was not uh well if he was not the, the the giant whale sitting there yeah these two would be running it down together yeah uh it does look to me like in the end it may be but you know ewan mcgregor in fargo is going to be formidable too because this is a different kind of role for him and he's very very good so i and i like him i think he's overdue for stuff yeah. and but i um, do but i think i mean i think he's yeah. definitely overdue and i think he, he's fantastic in the role of the two brothers he plays in this latest i think it's season three of, of noah hawley's yeah. uh, adaptation of the coen brothers movie or rather adaptation yeah. of the idea of the coen brothers movie on fx but i do think you know you bring robert de niro as bernie madoff i mean it's kind of icon on icon you know yeah. and, the, and the bernie madoff story as we talked about was done before by richard dreyfus was not done well you know yeah. it just wasn't dreyfus is a great actor so that, this is good and michelle so, pfeiffer yeah, exactly great, you know like you i mean kind of all the firepower is it's there. definitely something that voters are going to watch and that's they, for and, sure and also too i yeah. think you know i think emmy voters whatever the rhythm is of how they decide what to watch and then what to vote for yeah when you have that kind of marquee name and you have it on a marquee project it's yeah. not him playing say some guy right, right? it's him playing it it, it, it it's historical fiction in that sense, yeah. recent historical fiction. So we're not going to be shocked if something comes up out of the blue like it did once with the Kennedy miniseries that was on Reels or whatever it was. We're not going to be shocked if we see, uh, what's his name, Matthew Perry from are Friends turn up here or are something. We, are we ever going to be shocked? <laughs> I mean, shock, is that is, is that a value which we're now going to attribute to I ourselves? don't put it past Emmy voters. You are never shocked. To you wallow are never shocked. in the mud and come up with some crazy Wallow thing. in the mud? <laughs> Oh, good thing you're not the TV reviewer. You don't have to face the, the, the maddening crowd on this. Yes. But having said that, thank you, maddening crowd and all.
for listening to the Deadline Podcast TV Talk this week. You can find me on Twitter to talk about the terrible things that Pete said about you. Yes. At Deadline Dominic. I say nothing bad. And you can find me on Twitter at Deadline Pete. And of course, you can find all our Emmy breaking news coverage and all the news you need to know in Hollywood and beyond at Deadline.com. Today's show was produced and edited by David Janot. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you soon. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.